What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Super Gamer Boys. I'm your host, Garrett Morling. And I am. Let's do- oh, oh, I didn't mean to step no. on you. I thought it was my time where I... Okay, go ahead. Okay. Wait, no, you say what you say. Okay, and here in the studio with me, my co-host. J.J. Purdom. How are you today, Garrett? Doing all right, doing uh, all right. How's your toes feeling after I just kind of stepped all over them? Uh, they're a little sore, a little sore. Okay. But, uh, Good thing you got those Wolverine steel toes on. Heck huh? yeah, it's... Only work boots worth buying. Uh, I have Red Wings on. Mine are pretty comfortable. No, Red Wings are garbage. I don't, let's agree to disagree. Wolverine or nothing. Okay. <laughs> you didn't know we were going to get shoe advice on this podcast, <laughs> did you? Because I thought we were a video game and nerd podcast. That was two weeks ago. Last week, we had a silly comedy podcast. Now, this week, we're doing shoes. So You know what? We were curious about how that podcast was going to work. I know each of us said, hey, we're, we've got this truncated version of our podcast. Let's try something a little outside the box. And uh, man, the response has been amazing. It it became our biggest downloaded podcast of all time. Yeah, it has uh, quite a few downloads. I uh, am not able to find the numbers immediately. So we've had a little bit of a crazy couple weeks. So download numbers are uh, unknown at this point. But uh, that's actually uh, one little topic we want to hit here in uh, housekeeping. Are we going to take the trash out? Do you, have, do you have a little jingle for housekeeping or anything or no? No, 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 it okay. doesn't sound anything like the other jingles that I have. I, I was uh, hoping, I was hopingly ho- and lovingly pinned. <laughs> I was hoping you were right, gonna like right. spit something out there for me, but uh, housekeeping. I don't. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> yeah, I don't really feel like it was. Can we do that again? <laughs> okay, one more. Let's time. Uh, let's just go. Housekeeping. Okay, yeah, yeah. a little better. That was, right? was all right. It's kind of an eerie, odd, like lurch kind of character. <laughs> yeah. They'd be like, "Here to clean your bathroom." Jeez, oh, <laughs> it's terrifying. Um. No, we have a, a big announcement. Um, so I don't know when exactly it will kick in. It might be in the, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, but uh, as f- we have signed on with a new podcast network or with a, a podcast network. We weren't with one before, so it's not a new one. Uh, but it is called the HP Gaming Podcast Network. Wait, are you going to tell me about this? Oh, shoot. I forgot to okay, this include is you a, in those emails. This Sorry. is a 50-50 partnership. It's probably, I mean, it's kind of more like 60-40 partnership. Well, You're normally supposed to, you know, like call me up and, hey. The contract I signed just, just had my name on it. So I guess, that mean, I guess that legally makes the podcast mine. <laughs> Dude, you're like the million dollar man. You're just you're buying up everything and you're just kind of like, just everybody's got a price. Swooped in. Okay. Stole the podcast from you. But no, we are now part of the HP Gaming Podcast Network. Um, So over the next few weeks or months, I'm not sure exactly. We're still working stuff out. Um, We will, uh, you will start hearing um, about some other podcasts that are part of our network at the beginning and end of our show. Uh, You may even hear some advertisements in the middle. Uh, But the main thing with this joining this network is it's going to help us. help our podcast get to the ears of so many other people around the world. Um, with this, uh, you know, we're going to be able to promote our podcast on other video gaming podcast. So, uh, it's just one more step to us, uh, gaining, uh, world domination. This is a, a really, <laughs> and I agree wholeheartedly because you know, I'm all about that world domination stuff. Uh, pretty much any kind of domination I'm into. <laughs> okay, um, okay. What, what? 
Okay, so my my whole thing is this is a huge move. I'm really excited about becoming a member of this network. the The HP uh, network is really cool. They've got they've got a couple of podcasts that we already listen to. Um, I listen to the HP podcast constantly. It's hilarious. Those guys are great. They've got good information. We're they happy. Know, they, they know their stuff. Like we, yeah. we oh, they're we, way smarter than we, us. We got the jokes, and like, they're just really smart. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Our jokes sound like they're smart sometimes. They're not. We're we're really not that. Yeah, we're not that bright. Yeah. But no, but we're we're excited to be uh, joining them, and it's going to help us, like Garrett was saying, get ourselves into a lot more ears. There yeah. is a lot of ears around this world, Garrett, because most people, most people have two ear holes, buddy. I don't know if you were aware of this. I just did the quick math. That's a lot of holes that we can fill ourselves into. I'm, I'm hyper aware of how many ears people have right now. Most people, my, because some people only have one. Because my son's currently going through an ear infection, so I very much know how many ears <laughs> ear holes people have at this point. So I brought but, it uh, up when it was a sensitive yeah, subject. Yeah, a little, here. little touchy there. Okay, Thanks. Sorry, uh, sorry about that. But uh, no, yeah, we're excited. This is a big move. This means we will be able to uh, grow and bring you guys bigger, better, cooler stuff. This is what, what we've been preaching with our Patreon. Like, hey, support us on Patreon so that we can get bigger and better. This Joining this network will help us do that as well because we want to continue to bring you cool stuff um, like a bonus podcast. We want to be able to bring you... Um, Stem you, cells. We're, we're, no, we're trying to... Well, no, you, YouTube content, let's say. Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I meant. That's, then, that's uh, what I meant. And then, I mean, if you guys were on social media uh, Monday night, uh, I put out a tweet, put out a Facebook post that uh, I was streaming some Apex with uh, JJ. Um, yeah, I, I'm glad you brought this up because I just, I saw my YouTube uh, subscription kind of, you know, clicked up and I was like, oh, the Super Gamer Boys put up a video. And here's what I thought. <laughs> that's interesting. We haven't recorded the podcast for this week yet. Hmm. What happened there? And then I look on there <laughs> and I see your two time and face on the screen playing some Apex Legends with others. With Patreon supporters. Sterling Matthews. Oh, then it's okay. Yeah, then you're fine. Yeah. So that's that's why that's why I felt it was justifiable to post it on uh, Super Gamer Boys YouTube channel because it had uh, it had one of our supporters in it. Okay. All right. So yeah, that video was made possible by Sterling. Thank you, Sterling. And you are and, and the other uh, Patreon supporters, such as uh, Matt Lou, our producer, Patreon producer. And then uh, he doesn't actually produce he's, the show. He's, he's, he's not as as we've talked about before. Yeah, he's yeah. he's not an actual producer. Yeah, I realize he gets asked quite a bit. But for in his our autograph. hearts, in our hearts, he's, oh. our, he's a producer. No, absolutely. He, that's why we call him M Dog. Yeah, that exactly. because of all those gang tattoos he has on his head and face, <laughs> like the one neck one. Yeah, those, know, the, those, the prison those, tat. those were new. Those were new. They popped up recently. They I, look, I don't know. I I didn't have the heart to tell him. It's extremely that. becoming. I think that it that you wear it well, M Dog. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, and then uh, also, uh, shout out to our uh, Patreon sponsor, Bill Bird. And if you want to get shout outs on the show, like Matt and Bill, um, and maybe even have a bigger part in us getting bigger and better and doing cool stuff and giving you bonus episodes and whatnot, go to patreon.com slash supergamerboys. Over there, you can uh, support us at any for any amount of money. You can, you can pick any amount. Uh, there's certain levels where if you hit that, you get cool rewards. But if you want to do like $1, you can do that. If you want to do $100, you can do that as well. Whatever the heck you want. And literally every dollar helps uh, bring you guys uh, cool stuff each and every week. 
And some stuff you'll groan over. But if you, if you could send some of the larger bills, I'm thinking a couple of those George Washingtons. I mean, that's, wait, that's that's a dollar, isn't it? I think that's a dollar. Ah, oh, crap. Okay. I, I mean, need to see many larger bills. But, uh, I know, that's, that's the main one I see, I think, is just old George Washington. I've seen a couple of those cool Abe Lincolns sitting in my okay. wallet occasionally. Okay, okay. <laughs> just yeah. high roller over there. Well, hey, you know. <laughs> It's hard being one of those uh, trust fund babies, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you say we get into the nerdy nudes? It's now time for the nerdy nudes. It's been a couple of weeks since since we've done that. I've missed it. Yeah? I do. It's now time for the nerdy nudes. No, I don't like that one. It's now time for the nerdy nudes. <laughs> That's in case it was like not working so yeah. well. Yeah, I'll, I'll cut those other ones out. I'm just going to pick my favorite out of those. How about that? I don't like when you censor me. <laughs> um, first up on uh, our news this week. Uh, well, we're going to. So this is kind of news from the last couple of weeks since we had our, our little uh, bonus podcast last week. But uh, first thing here comes from uh, Comic-Con as well as a couple of these articles. But this first one, Death Stranding News Rock block. Death Stranding nearly starred Keanu Reeves, but Kojima wanted Mads Mikkelsen instead. Um, so this comes from a, uh, well, this article is from Melissa Judge over at IGN, but this comes from a, a, a an interview that Kojima did at Comic-Con. Uh, he took to the stage and revealed, uh, he said, I asked Nicholas Winding Refn what I wanted that I wanted to use Mads in the game. Mr. Reffin recommended Keanu Reeves, but I think I was happy with Mads anyways. <laughs> Nicholas Winding Reffin is himself part of the Death Stranding cast playing Hartman. Nicholas asked me to create a character that is more outstanding than Mads' character, Kojima joked before going on to explain Reffin's character. Um, and an article goes on to say, the bromance between Mickelson and Kojima is well-documented, mostly through Kojima's personal Twitter account. Death Stranding's head honcho frequently immortalizes the Danish gymnast turned actor and lengthy Twitter threads filled with candid monochrome snaps of Mickelson puffing on a cigarette or staring moodily into the middle distance. Um, so I just thought this was kind of interesting like alternate reality that could have happened. Like obviously we all know based off of Kojima's social media, like he's obsessed with, uh, with, with Mads Mickelson. Um, Cause he, I don't know. That's all he ever talks about uh, on his social media. He has pictures and it's videos almost like and stuff how and, how you talk about Kojima all the time because of no, his Metal no. Gear Solid thing. You know, it, it's he, like that. If I hung out with Kojima all day, every day, and smoked cigarettes out, you know, out back with him, um, but uh, you didn't even smoke. But if he offered you one, you'd be like, oh, "Yes, sir!" In a second, yeah, <laughs> dude. I'd, <laughs> no, I do it all the time. <laughs> Back in <the> day. <laughs> or something like that. Um, and you also got a little red-faced right now, so I'm thinking that, uh, Garrett, does he have a little bit of a wee man crush on Hideo Kojima? Of course I do. Like, I, I don't deny that one bit. <laughs> I love that you never back down from it. You're never like, whoa, no, no, no. You're like, no, I kind of do. <laughs> no, he's, he's a legend. That's, been, I'm not going to. Why are that good? Why would I be ashamed of, of a legend? You, you have know? no reason to be ashamed. No reason it's to be perfectly ashamed. perfectly acceptable. Um, so, dude, this is big news because uh, 
Keanu Reeves could have been totally different than Mads Mikkelsen. And, uh, I mean, you know that he's going to be in, in Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, so that's why I, I was even curious, too. Like, okay, how would that look with him doing both games? Like, would he have to skip Cyberpunk, or would that be something you would juggle both? And he would be in two games, like, within, like, a six-month span. Like, I don't know, it'd be a really interesting, uh, you know, look for the video game industry. Like, <laughs> all the games, because they would come out, like, four months from each other, five months from both have... Uh, Keanu Reeves as the main character is it'd be kind of funny I think I think it'd be really funny because it's Keanu Reeves playing Keanu Reeves right. I mean that's what he's doing in cyberpunk anyways yeah yeah so if you saw him in Death Stranding you're like hey that's Keanu Reeves <laughs> I think he's doing Ted Theodore Logan from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey yeah uh, well I don't know about that but uh <laughs> well I mean he's gonna you know go to hell or I mean there's death and stuff like that right so yeah I guess so yeah, yeah we'll see um no, yeah, I. it would be such a different feel, that's for sure. Like, Keanu Reeves is just such a different actor. Like, Mads is, like, more serious and brooding, and he's in very dramatic movies, I feel like. Like, he's, like, generally, like, a bad guy or a very, like, dark character. Um, and so for him to be, for Keanu Reeves to step in, and, like, I think of, like, his, I don't know, his characters are zany in their own ways. Um, not necessarily like goofy or silly or comedic, but like, I don't know, like even Neo in the Matrix, like, okay, that's a little off the wall. A kind of crazy character is John Wick character. That's way over the top action kind of zany character, uh, you know, from Bill and Ted Excellence Adventure. Like, obviously that, that was more of a comedy type thing, but it's like. No, that was dramatic, amazing film. Okay. Well. How dare you? You want to hear a secret? Yeah. I've, I've actually never seen it. Oh, we're watching that on the pod. <laughs> we're going to have to do that. Are you serious? Serious. I think it's on. It just popped up on Amazon Prime the other day. I think it's on Amazon Prime now, as a as a free movie. But um, no, never seen him. You are a nerd, <laughs> like a, a nerd of the highest order. And I know we try to like wear those as badges and stuff, man. But <laughs> why are you missing out on such good stuff? Your parents did you dirty, buddy. This uh, is not right. Maybe because I was only like four when the movie came out. I don't know when did that movie come out. I think I was in high school. No, <laughs> no. Um, but uh, uh, what was I gonna say there? Oh, um, oh, I was gonna talk about Kojima's comments here. He uh, see, Kojima's got y'all flustered, dude. Yeah, You're I just whew, red in the face. It. He just unbuttoned his top button on his collar. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, he went into further details about making Death Stranding though as well, uh, about how. He says, when I first started my own production, the easiest way to make money was to create something online on an island that everyone goes and shoots each other. But I didn't want to make that. <laughs> so, Ooh, coming in hot uh, on the multiplayer stuff, man. Uh, I thought that was pretty great. Just taking a huge jab at, uh, um, at you know, Battle Royale games and you know what they embody is like they're such an easy, well... They're not really easy, I guess. I, I was just going to say there's such an easy cash grab, but there's been a lot of failed battle royales in the last few years because, but you know, the ones that have made it, they've really freaking made it. So, oh uh, yeah, they I'm, just had the uh, the Fortnite World Cup. Yeah, a couple of days some ago, like sixteen year old or something, seventeen or won like three million dollars, three million bucks. Like, yeah. What the heck? That's so ridiculous. Uh, and my son tried to play. He tried to win. You know, he kept saying, "I'm going to win ten thousand dollars right now, Dad." I'm going to put 5000 towards college and 5000 to do whatever I want. 
<laughs> I said, good luck, son. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, four years ago when I started my company, I only had connection with people. So I thought, connection. That's why this game is based on how you connect. There's no reason to create something that's already there. I want to create new things and give more stimulation to the world. Um, and then he just goes on to talk about how he wants his games to be more than just uh, just some action, shoot 'em up kind of whatever story. Like he wants his uh, his games to have impacts, such as his examples here, are like 2001: A Space Odyssey, uh, Blade Runner. Uh, he wants people to look back in 10, five or 10 years and be like, oh man, like this is an incredible game with impact. The story has meaning. There's kind of like deep connotations within like, uh, uh, in each and every like bit of this game kind of thing. Um, I like that he strives so hard to put out the best possible product. That says a lot about who this guy is. He's a a stinking artist. Yeah. yeah. No. And I just, I just love that my, that my bestie, my BFF, my uh, my co-host, my compadre, my amigo, that you're just so in love with this man, <laughs> and you're not ashamed. I think you're jealous. I'm a little bit, uh, a little bit jealous that you just openly, outwardly, honestly, just flaunt it. I mean, who doesn't love Kojima? And if you don't, you're a monster. That's all <laughs> I gotta say. Um, the second uh, story here for the Death Stranding Rock Block of News. Um, he revealed some uh, character details about Hartman uh, at the same panel there in at Comic-Con. Uh, this comes from uh, Chloe Rad over at IGN, this article does, but the, the actual interview happened at Comic-Con. Uh, so PlayStation released a Hartman character trailer that debuted at San Diego Comic-Con showing Hartman speaking with Sam, Norman Reedus's character. Hartman explains how his strange medical condition works while pontificating on the things he can do with each 21-minute cycle. Um, So I would highly recommend going and checking out that trailer because it's going to help make sense of the next thing I'm about to say to you. Um, So at the panel, it was Hideo Kojima alongside Nicholas Winding Refn, who's a director of the movie Drive or Too Old to Die Young. Um... They uh, went on to kind of reveal a little bit about uh, Nicholas's character, uh, saying that uh, Kojima says, Hartman has a unique heart. It stops every 21 minutes. He is hooked up to an AED and occupies himself with music and film that can be consumed within that 21-minute window. When he dies, he spends three minutes on the other side, searching for his family before being resurrected. Hartman dies nearly 60 times a day. Um, that just sounds that's like insanity. <laughs> ominous. That's that's really ominous. Now I got a question about this. Um, because it it changes with what your answer is. Is it Hartman, or is it Hartman? So because I mean, is he like a superhero, like Superman? This yeah. is Hartman. I die every twenty-one minutes, and then I am <laughs> able to find my family for three minutes in the afterlife. Or is it like, I'm Hartman, and um, I die occasionally, and then I'm also able to look for my family. I mean, so you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I see. nerd him up, or yeah. you like man him up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I uh, I don't know, because I don't actually say in the trailer his name out loud. And uh, I feel like I didn't actually watch the Comic-Con interview. I don't know if it's available online. Um, 
but obviously it would have been translated from from Japanese. So I'm not sure. I know there's been some debate online whether it's Hartman or Hartman. See, that, I, that I be, think like the people think. That's right. You see what I did there? But Hartman sounds way better than Hartman. No, I think Hartman sounds more superhero-like. But if you've seen the guy, he's not really superhero-like. Like he's not really the superhero type. Um, he is. Uh, maybe I want see. him to be. Maybe. Wow, okay. Maybe I need a hero. Nicholas Winding Refn. Let me bring you a picture right here. He's kind of like a skinny, scrawny, nerdy dude. Like he he's looks like a Hartman. <laughs> In all honesty. Okay. If you can We're believe just that. Take your uh, take your word on it. Actually, he does look like a Hartman. You're yeah. right. Never mind. Does not look like a Hartman. <laughs> um, so but we've yeah. decided it. That is how it yeah, will forever Har- now be known. From here on out, it's Hartman, whether the game says otherwise or not. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, it was kind of cool that they released more. Inf- like any new information about the game is awesome. Like I'm always stoked to hear new stuff about Death Stranding. Oh, are you kidding? Um, Death Stranding stuff is super exciting. Like that's that's one of the games that I cannot wait for you to buy and for me to borrow. Yeah. Uh, know, speaking of, I think you have a bunch of other games you're gonna return to me. Oh no, I got I got them right here. Okay. So, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Right after we finish recording, I don't worry, buddy. Okay. Got you. Got you. All both of them. All both of them. I think yeah. there's more than two, but that's... not good at math. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna have to get in there and I'll count. <laughs> okay. Um, during the panel, they also talked about how uh, uh, well Kojima discussed. Kojima discussed how he reached out to work with Refn because he was a fan of his movies. He loved Valhalla Rising, Drive, in particular. Um, but he also wanted to meet Mads Mikkelsen, who stars in Valhalla Rising, and also will play a major role in. Death Stranding as a character Cliff. So I just thought that was funny. Uh, it almost feels like he almost like reached out to Nicholas just to get Mads in the <laughs> yeah. game. Like it's almost like, hey, if you join my game or if you get Mads in my game, I'll let you be in my game. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I would introduce him to Mads if I could be in the game. Oh, I didn't introduce him to Ed. Anyone you want to inter- be introduced to again. And you smoke cigarettes with them, as you've already said. Back. You're smoking. Whatever you're talking like Mrs. Morlang, just smoking up a storm with you, know, hanging out with uh, Kojima. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Uh, and they also released the box art for the game. Um, so there is uh, the uh, original version, um, like your normal standard plastic blue it's a, box. It's a uh, unicorn, and it's got uh, a sword. Is right wow. in the, is he, that's a unicorn, dude. Uh, yeah, I think Pretty need, sure. I think you need to put your glasses on. Turn it sideways. That's what <laughs> okay. it is. You're not looking at it um, the right way. It shows Sam uh, in his suit with a hood on, his little computer hand wavy light thing on his shoulders flashing, and then it just says Death Stranding. It looks like it's raining or something. And then in the second one, they show the collector's edition box, which is what you'll get if you buy the collector's <laughs> edition or something like that. Um, it's the metal steel case, steel book. Uh, it looks pretty sweet. It's also Sam in the same pose, but without the robot on his shoulder and he's all covered in mud and sludge and grime. It's pretty cool. I gotta admit, these look really cool. They might be a little cooler if it had like a crazy unicorn on it. But. They might not make any sense, but does anything (laughs) Kojima does make sense? Oh, it all makes sense. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> if you're a fan, if you were a true fan, you'd understand. I'm, I'm a true fan. True right. blue. Okay. True, yeah. True blue. Right. Right. Um. Cool. Well, let's uh, go on to this next news story here. 
this one was kind of blew up just in the last couple of weeks. So there was a week and a half, two weeks ago, where Kotaku came out with this uh, editorial piece about how um, there kind of was just brought to the surface like, hey, there's issues with our Nintendo Switch Joy-Cons with Joy-Con Drift, which is, for those of you who don't know what Joy-Con Drift is, uh, the analog sticks on the Joy-Cons, there's a part in there that starts to deteriorate and break to the point where uh, even when you're not touching the analog sticks, your character might start walking or the camera might start turning and panning because it thinks you're pressing the stick when you aren't. Um, And it's been an issue really since the beginning of the Switch launch. Um, But yeah, so Kotaku came out and was basically like, hey, uh, why isn't Nintendo doing anything about this? Like they're charging a bunch of money for people to repair this when when their systems are out of warranty. Uh, There's no, like, why aren't they backing up their hardware? Uh, Well, since then... uh, people have started getting together to start a class action lawsuit against Nintendo over it. Um, and not, not very long after that started uh, swelling, um, Nintendo quickly came out and said, uh, hey, uh, customers will no longer be requested to provide proof of purchase. And this is an internal memo. So that's the other thing. They haven't come out publicly and said this, but this was an internal memo that was... Uh, gotten by some uh, I'm sure shady means uh, through Vice uh, uh, it it was this this article is from Vice Game somehow they got a hold of it I'm not sure how they did it kind of interesting but it says customers will no longer be requested to provide proof of purchase for Joy-Con repairs the internal customer service details say additionally it is not necessary to confirm warranty status if a customer requests a refund for a previously paid Joy-Con repair confirm the prior repair and then issue a refund um, so basically they've done a complete 180. It went from like, Hey, we're not going to fix this. Or, I mean, they were even charging people like 40 bucks a pop to fix these joy cons to now it's like, Hey, uh, if we charged them in the past for it, we're going to refund them. Like first, I mean, just confirm that we actually did the work. And then also on top of that, like no questions asked, they don't even have to be in warranty. Just if they say they have an issue with the joy con, just just let them send it in. Like, we'll take care of it for free. Like, they've completely, like, done a full 180, so. No, that's um, that's good business. That's just, they're recognizing there's an issue, and they're trying to get on top of it. No, so I, I think it's a good idea. Okay, I think you actually told me in the past that you had a, an issue with some drift on one of your Joy-Cons. Yeah, so mine happened, and it happened after the warranty, and I didn't want to pay money to get it fixed, so I just fixed it myself you can go to amazon for like six bucks buy a new analog stick and so i took my little screwdriver and not recommended to do that at home kids (laughs) yeah don't do this at home uh there was uh lots of tiny little screws and microchips and things and i took it all apart put a new analog stick in there put it back together and it works great um for the most part i think it works pretty it feels a little different that's the, the analog stick like moves like is a little stiffer and stuff but uh, works just fine. Um, but now I'm like, oh man, if I would have known, I would have just like waited. It was literally like two or three months ago. Like if I would have known, I would have waited it out, got it fixed. Um, but I, I think you're right. Like, yeah, this is a good idea. I'm glad they're doing this, but I don't know. I just feel like this came like way too late. Like why did it take people threatening legal action for them to finally, uh, fess up and, you know, 
do the right thing uh, in in repairing these these Joy Cons. I think because most of the time the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And yeah. it's the people complaining sometimes the loudest that are making attention. And I think Nintendo did did the right thing. It might have taken them a long time to come to it, but I think ultimately they're like, okay, you know what? We made a mistake. Let's go ahead and make it right. Yeah. I don't know. I I get that, but I yeah, I still really feel like there should have been so much more done sooner with this. Like it just seems crazy that uh yeah, it would have taken them so long with especially with an issue that's been there since almost the start of the console. Like it's just kinda kinda crazy to me. But you're right, at least they're kinda coming around and doing it and you know, finally fixing uh fixing the issue. Um Mark and- this day on the calendar, kids. Garrett said I was right. Yeah. Um, I, I one thing I do think is cool is they are uh, refunding people. So even if you got stuff fixed in the last couple of years and they charged you for it, like they're going to send you the money back for that. So I guess that's kind of a, a cool thing that that's most a, most companies wouldn't ever do. Very cool, good faith gesture. You know, so I say kudos to you, Nintendo, for catching on and for trying to make it right. Yeah, um, and I will be waiting for my free Nintendo Switch in the mail. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that's how it works. Yeah, you say really positive things about them on the interwebs when you're doing a podcast, and then they send you free crap. Ah, okay. That's how it works. Pretty sure I think I saw that on Google. Um, another thing I know some people were kind of uh, wondering even about um, how long it would take to um, like to ship it in. Like, oh, you well, I switch then for a little bit. Uh, I actually had to send in one of my Joy-Cons because at the very beginning when it first came out, they were having issues with the left Joy-Cons not connecting correctly. Wow, there was something weird with the Wi-Fi or the Bluetooth, like the blue, I think it's a Bluetooth connection in there. Um, and uh, I m- emailed them the very next day. I think I got a box, um, a special little box with a mailing, shipping label, label and everything on it. Um, I mailed in the Joy-Con and within literally like a couple days I got it back and it was good to go. Like it took like no time at all. Um, and then even then like that's uh, awesome. I, I have a couple pairs of Joy-Cons anyway so I send one in and I still have my spare to play with. Mm. So it's like and I feel like it's the case for most people. Yeah, most that, people, that would have been my question is like dude do you have to send in your whole Switch? I mean is yeah. it like you're going to be without it for three weeks while they're you know repairing? Right yeah so that's, that's the thing. It's not you don't have to send the entire thing in. You just send the Joy-Cons in and whatever ones are damaged. Um, and then... So keep that in mind. If you're sitting at home right now and you've been going, man, my my right Joy-Con has been drifting for a while. Send that sucker in, guys. And like Garrett's saying, they'll take care of it. Yeah, they'll take care of it. Totally free of charge, which is, yeah, do it, get on it before they like take that away or something. Because you never know. Like they, They've been so silent about like it's because they haven't really even talked about it like on their social network or social media or anything like that. Like they've, they haven't put out an official statement. They've been very kind of quiet and cagey. They've put out some statements to news outlets. Um, and obviously if you go to their support page, it says something, but they're being very quiet about it. So who knows, maybe in a few months they're going to stop offering it. So if you have any issues, send your, send your joy cons in like now, um, rather be safe than sorry. Alrighty, uh, this last news story is uh, comes from Comic-Con as well. This is from Marvel Studios, their website, actually. Marvel 
killed it at they San Diego it. Comic-Con. They, they, they should call it Marvel-Con because yeah, right. they honestly that's, killed it. Yeah, that's all like everyone looks forward to at Comic-Con every year now. Um, but yeah, this year they announced all of the uh, all the new movies and TV shows coming out for Phase 4. Um, man, I'm so stoked. Like, I I saw some of the images from Comic-Con the day it was happening. I'm like, what? Like, that movie or that character's coming back and all this stuff? Like, it was so insane. Um, now, we have still not seen Far From Home. Neither one of us have been able to see the new Spider-Man movie. It's been that crazy. Yeah, it's like life has been crazy, work's been crazy. Um, but uh, I, I know, I, I think I want to try to see it this weekend. Um, and so if you want to see it, let me know, because I'll get you a ticket or something. But Okay. Um, I, cause I've only heard amazing things about far from home. I mean, it just, I think it just crossed a uh, billion dollars. Was it? Yeah. Just the billion dollar mark, which is insane. Like Friday. Um, but, uh, I feel like I'm living in a bubble because honestly I haven't heard much about it lately. I haven't no. heard anything about it from, but I mean, but I'm fine with that. Cause I don't, I didn't want, I don't want people to spoil it for me. Like when it first came out, I all I heard was it's amazing, it's amazing, go see it, it's incredible. But I think that's why we're not hearing about it now is because the culture we live in today is people are like, they go out opening weekend and see it and then they don't need, like everyone else who's seeing it after opening weekend is, you know, people who don't really care about the franchise. Like I think generally that's that's a consensus. That's why you don't hear about it as much. Like well, it's already been out a month now. Like it's almost it's almost been a month. We care about the franchise. We just haven't been able no, to with, just, with our season of our lives right yeah, now. Yeah, it is not possible at this moment. But hopefully this weekend. Um, but anyways, Marvel announced. Um, I'm just going to go through this list they have on their website. So. Uh, Marvel Studios took to the stage in Hall H to reveal upcoming movies and TV shows from the studio, including the next chapter of the MCU. What's planned for Disney Plus? Kick things off. They came out with Marvel Studios The Eternals. This is starring Richard Madden as Icarus, uh, Kamel Nanjiani as Kingo, Lauren Ridloff as Makari, Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos. Salma Hayek as Ajak, Leah McHugh as Sprite, Don Lee as Gilgamesh, and Angelina Jolie as Thena. The Eternals, which will be directed by Chloe Zhao, will come to theaters November 6th, 2020. Now, I don't know much about The Eternals. Um, I don't know anything about them, yeah. I, the little bit that I do know is they're supposed to be, all of them, much more powerful than Thanos. Like, the, these are supposed to be very heavy hitters. In the Marvel Universe. I, yeah, I think, I'm trying to think. I think you're right, but I think I've also heard that, so, uh, you know, in Guardians of the Galaxy, there's like that big planet slash head that they go to called Nowhere. Like, it's yeah. like, it's like a head, it's like a celestial's head. Um, and then in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Ego, who's uh, Kurt Russell, he's a celestial supposedly, and I, I've never read the comics, so I don't know this for sure, but from re listening to another podcast and reading other articles, I think the Eternals are the children or there's some sort, there's some way related to those cel Celestials. Um, and then on top of that, I've also heard that th apparently Thanos, I think, is actually a descendant of 
either an eternal or a like that's why he's so powerful like he's connected somehow i think to i don't i've never read the comic so if i'm totally wrong like disregard everything i'm saying but i don't know dude I'd, you know there's like a bunch of nerds that are like, like oh my gosh oh never you're a fake you, nerd, you're a nerd. You, you you try to be a nerd but you're not really a nerd you're a geek no. there's a difference i uh i only know marvel from the movies i've never read any other comic books uh <laughs> don't say that online don't say that <laughs> um but no, I, but anyways, I mean, that really doesn't have anything to do with this story. Uh, but I do think it's kind of cool. Like, okay, will we hear more about the story of um, some of these celestials? Like, will we hear more about like ego before he kind of became like who he was in Guardians 2? Will we hear more about uh, nowhere before he, you know, had his head chopped off and became a planet essentially? <laughs> like, um, where they mine his brain juice. Um and then I don't know. I'm I'm really excited. Is this going to be like? Are the Eternals good guys? Are they bad guys? Are they going to be, um, like how are they going to? It just seems like so abstract. Like how are they going to team up with, like the Avengers and the Guardians of the Galaxy? Like how does how does that even look going forward? Yeah, like having these like angelic beings. Like <laughs> it's going to be weird. It, you know, one thing is I know that like a lot of people when Doctor Strange came out, a lot of people were like, uh, "How's that going to fit?" in the MCU it's like magic and stuff what what the heck dude and it totally fit so i think this is just a different a different bunch of new characters being introduced uh, the whole entire phase 4 announcements were awesome yeah and there's some like like the eternals that i've never heard of uh, but i'm excited about meeting you know i think yeah. it's going to be really really fun yeah um the next one that they announced was uh the, it's going to be a Disney Plus TV show, uh, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, this one I'm super stoked for. Um, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan are both coming back to reprise their roles. Uh, and Daniel Bruhl will return as the villain, Baron Zemo. Um, I think he was from, was he from the Winter Soldier movie? He's from one, he was, he was a bad guy in one of the other um, MCU movies, and he's coming back to be the villain in the in the show, which is kind of kind of neat. And that's coming fall twenty twenty. Um, I cannot wait for Disney Plus. I was just to gonna come out. say, like, I think it comes start that starts this fall, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I was just gonna say that, like, if if I wasn't already into picking up the Disney Plus, I'm totally uh, for like six seven bucks a month to oh, have absolutely every Marvel movie, every Disney movie, every Star Wars movie all in one place for like seven bucks a month. Like it's uh, a steal. They know what they're doing. It's it's just complete genius. And and these these shows are not the only thing that Disney Plus is doing. There's a lot of other really great original content that they're going to be creating and and putting money towards. So the fight is on, you know, and I think that that this is one of those streaming systems or one of those streaming services, excuse me, that you can't say no to. That it's like, no. it's going to be like Netflix. Hey, everybody just has it. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, let's see. The next one is uh, Marvel Studios' Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, <laughs> this is starring Simu Liu in the title role. Uh, appearing alongside Lou will be Aquafina in an undisclosed role, and Tony Lung, Lung, Lang. I'm not sure how to pronounce it as the real Mandarin. Because um, if you remember, did you ever see Iron Man three? Yes. So if you remember from that, the Mandarin, the guy who claims to be the Mandarin, isn't actually the Mandarin. Like he's he was a fraud. Um, well, 
you know, according to this movie, there is a real Mandarin and this Tony uh, Lung is going to be playing him. So that's pretty cool. So my understanding, what I had heard was, my understanding was that Shang-Chi was actually a, a, a not a very long-lived comic book series, um, but it was well-loved and for what it was. And Marvel it was really hoping to have an Asian um, superhero. And so that's one of the reasons they chose this, that they dusted this off. I think that this this comic book series was either in the 60s or 70s. I can't speak with any like, you know, super great knowledge. Um, this is just something I heard in passing. Um, special Marvel edition number 15, December 1973. There you go. It was in the 70s. So like I said, I was right. He was right. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm actually really excited about that one. That, that sounds like it could be a really um, fun and just different direction for Marvel movies. Like it's just, um, and it kind of, I... I don't know. I'm just trying to think like the other and like any other Marvel movies that have had like martial arts type stuff in it. And I just think of uh, what, what was the one on Netflix that was like really bad? Iron Fist? Oh, yeah. Iron Fist. Yeah, I never watched it. And people was like, like, this was garbage. This is horrible. Like, no one watched this stuff. And so um, obviously I think this will be a hundred times better uh, because it's actual Marvel Studios. But um, I don't know. I, I love a good martial arts movie. They're kind of fun to watch. Uh, in theaters, February 12th, 2021. The next one is uh, WandaVision. It's an original series starring Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, reprising their MC roles as uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision. Co-starring with them is Tayona Paris, uh, whom Feige revealed would be playing the adult Monica Rambo, who was introduced as a child in a Marvel Studios' Captain Marvel um, so in Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau is uh, the one girl's daughter. So she's just a little girl. Like she's probably like seven or eight or something. Um, so yeah, she's going to be in this this show as an adult, which is kind of neat. Um, WandaVision will arrive on Disney Plus in the spring of 2021. It's so cool to see these TV series that are having like these big Hollywood actors, like from the movies come to them. Like, Oh, absolutely. Like that, it's that, not, that's it's, unusual. Cause it's like, I don't know, up until now, all the TV shows, like they're not connected to the MCU. Like agents of shield isn't technically part of the MCU. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, iron fist, uh, Luke cage. None of those are part of the MCU. They're all completely separate. So this is the first time we're getting TV shows with like actors from the actual movies coming in and uh, reprising their roles and, you know, and all everything that happens in these shows will have consequences in the MCU. Like, that's so cool. That's very cool. You know, the, the one that I'm most excited about is the one that I see as your next one on the list. That's the one that, like, I'm kind of really geeked out about. Okay. Yeah. So the next one here is... Uh, uh, Loki will also make his way to Disney Plus. Marvel Studios' Loki, an original series starring Tom Hiddleston, will see the god of mischief causing even more trouble starting in the spring of 2021. So you'll have to wait a little bit for that one. But uh, no, I uh, I don't know. I'm kind of curious what that that's going to be because he uh, dies at the beginning of Infinity War. So Spoiler alert. Okay, that movie is like over a year old. <laughs> A lot of people don't know that. That's fine. Um, 
Yeah, so he dies at the beginning of Infinity War. How do you think? Are they? they are, it's the same guy who played Loki in the movie. Is yeah, going, okay, yeah, that, yeah, very cool. Um, who knows? So I guess, is it going to be the only thing I can think of is, um, and this is kind of minor spoilers for Endgame, I guess. So if you don't want to hear, skip ahead just like a few seconds. But um, they when they go back in time in Endgame, uh, Loki steals the tesseract remember at that one point like they botched the the mission and then he he disappears into space like using the tesseract and i wonder if that this is going to follow a you know a different reality where he is still alive and he escapes and he has the power of the tesseract one of the infinity stones that's interesting that's kind of a cool way to where he's where he's able to like kind of move through space and time and just kind of like do stuff like that like i don't know i wonder if I'm just very curious because, yeah, Loki's a great character. Looking forward to that in spring of 21. Yeah. uh, The next Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So this is is probably the one I'm most excited for. Starring Benedict Cumberbatch as Stephen Strange with Scott Derrickson returning as director. But joining Doctor Strange this time around will be Scarlet Witch, played by Elizabeth Olsen. And another twist, the events of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness will connect with the Disney Plus series WandaVision. So they're going to, so what it sounds like is WandaVision, the TV show is going to play into this movie. Um, But the big cool thing about this movie is it's supposed to be the first MCU like horror thriller movie. Like it's supposed to be like really scary and like, yeah, really intense. I'm like, I'm all about that. Like give me scary, give me like, Spooky. Um, now that sounds great. pretty cool. And that comes out May 7th, 2021. Uh, another one, Marvel Studios What If. The, this is going to be a TV series on Disney Plus where they will basically go through all like the different major events from uh, the MCU and they are going to give you alternate realities. Like, okay, what are some, you know, what happens if, let's say, in this instance, this person died, or maybe so and so got this Infinity Stone, or how things would be different? Um, the key there is it is going to be an animated series, so it's not, you know, going to be a full on like live action TV show and stuff. But I think that could be really cool to kind of like get these alternate realities of uh, what would have happened if this happened instead, or, you know, this person died, or something like that. And there, dude, it's really the possibilities are endless. All oh, the different. Yeah. All the different ways that they can go and and take those little stories and stuff. That's really, really cool. Like, what if Iron Man got killed uh, really early on? What if uh, instead of Thor gaining weight, it was uh, Peter Quill, you know, ended up being a a fat tub of crap or whatever? (laughs) Can Uh, can we say fat tub of crap on the podcast? I think you can. I can get away with it because I'm fat tub of crap. So well, that, that wasn't necessarily... Is that what you are trying to say? I wasn't saying that. You heard it here first. He just called me a fat tub of crap to my face. Uh, that's not what I said. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. The next on the list, um, it was the Hawkeye TV show. This is going to be starring Jeremy Renner and also Kate Bishop. Uh, let's see. Who has been hitting her mark in Marvel Comics. Um, I'm not sure who Kate Bishop is, but she's going to be in this Hawkeye TV show. She's been hitting her mark in Marvel Comics. I don't know if you're aware of 
where she's. I mean, that's what it says, but that doesn't right. mean that doesn't mean anything. That means a lot, dude. I saw lots. Oh, of Kate Captain. Bishop is uh, is female. It's the female Hawkeye. Oh, okay. So his daughter from the MCU. Oh, okay. So it's gonna be a. It's probably gonna be Jeremy training his daughter to be Haw- the new Hawkeye, because Jeremy's too old for this now. Um. That comes fall 2021 on Disney Plus TV that's, show. That's neat to see because that is a Modesto boy doing well for himself. Yeah. yeah our, he was a home, hometown, hometown hero. Boy. Yep. So uh, we love you, Jeremy. And um, we're waiting on the residual checks to be coming this way. <laughs> if you ever want to be on our podcast, yeah, let us know. Anytime, buddy. I mean, well, you'd have to make an appointment with uh, our hit, secretary. Hit me up at, at G Morling on Twitter. Hit me up at, uh, where am I at again? At JJ Purdom. At JJ Purdom. Yeah. <laughs> um, next on the Twittergram. This one looks awesome. Uh, reprising his uh, role as director, Taika Watiti uh, is coming back with Thor: Love and Thunder. This is going to be starring Chris Hemsworth. This is going to be starring Tessa Thompson. It's also going to be starring Natalie Portman, reprising her role as Jane Foster, and she will become. The Mighty Thor, Goddess of Thunder. So I don't know how they're going to spin this because Chris Hemsworth is still in this movie and he's also Thor. So apparently there's going to be two Thors. Um, but there's going to be, you know... Alternate reality, The maybe? God of Thunder and the Goddess of Thunder. Um, and uh, it comes out November 5th, 2021. And I'm maybe he so goes through excited. transition? I I don't think so because he's supposed to be in other movies, I think, as Thor. So I don't... Don't think that's what's going on here. Okay, I'm totally thrown. But I, no, Natalie, but it sounds Nat, good. Natalie Portman's his girlfriend. Like she's been in the series before, so it's not like in the same character. It's a different character. You never know. You just you you just skipped all the Thor movies, so you don't know who she <laughs> is. But um, she true, she what, did, she was yeah. previous in the series, uh, and but she wasn't in the later movies because. Uh, they, they were good. They didn't. They didn't sign out. They didn't continue her contract. They like the can- contract lapsed, and they just let it go. <laughs> um, like I think there was even there was an interview from her where the scene because remember in Endgame they do the they go back in time to Thor two, uh, Thor and Rocket, and it, you see Natalie Portman and stuff in a couple scenes. I think that some of those clips. Cause she's like, she's like, I never was called. Like I never did any filming for this movie. I don't, they must've got the, they must've got the footage from, you know, the original movie. Like they'd used, it, it wasn't actual footage from the film, but it was like B-roll that they had like filmed previously and didn't use. They cut it from the movie cause it's not an actual um, shot from the movie, but it was like so interesting. <laughs> it's like Natalie Portman standing around uh, the, the buffet table, like drinking coffee and eating like a stale two day old donut. And like they're just like they put that into the movie in yeah. game. They're like, it's, uh, yeah, it's B roll. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that fits right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then there's two more things real quick here. We're getting a Black Widow movie, so this is actually going to be the one coming out the soonest. Uh, this comes out May first, 2020, and it's going to have uh, you know uh, Scarlett Johansson back as Black Widow. David Harbour uh, of Stranger Things fame. He's going to be in it as Alexei, uh, a.k.a. the Red Guardian. So it's kind of ironic he's playing a Russian dude uh, in Black Widow after beating the crap out of some Russians in uh, Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, Florence uh, Pugh as Yelena, 
uh, O.T. Fagan Benel as Mason. That's not a real name, is I it? I love it when you pronounce names. Did you see, no, like do you of, see this name? Yeah, I can't pronounce that. That's 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 an actual. It's an actor's name, right here. O.T. Fagan Benel. It's O.T. Fagan Benel. Okay. You got to say it with an accent. It's an Irish guy. I don't know. I don't know who it is. I've never heard of him. Never seen him before, but. Uh, I'll look them up afterwards. Uh, and Rachel Wise as Melina. Kate Shortland is directing. Um, I'm excited for that just because it's more Marvel and it's coming sooner than everything else. Uh, and then the last thing, this was the big reveal. Kevin Feige introduced Mahershala Ali as Blade. Bum, 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 bum. Blade will also slash its way into theaters. There's no date on that yet. But uh, so Marvel got control of Blade and they're bringing it back. And what Wesley Snipes was what too busy? Uh, you know too he's busy. Old? He's busy with stuff. He's real busy. He's collecting Social Security, or is he just paying back all the taxes that he didn't pay for a long time and stuff? Yeah, probably that last one. Oh, okay. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's all the stuff from from Marvel. It's insane how much there is. They just dumped it. There was a lot of stuff, and they really they really did kill it. Marvel killer. They yeah. do every year, but but this was without question. We're going to go a long time before we get any of this, before Phase 4 rolls out. Well, next May. Um, it's like less than a year at this point, right? Right. I mean, less, it, less than six months. It's like six, seven months. It just seems so weird because we that went from wrong. having stuff constantly. Yeah. And then we're, we're doing this big, like, you know, Endgame was huge. We're taking a break from it, which... There was a little bit of fatigue. There, there was a lot of a lot of superhero movies for a long time, and they're taking this little break. And I think the break is good, but it just feels for a lot of us that love these movies, it's like that's a really long time. But anticipation is awesome. It yeah. does build up a lot of a lot of cool stuff for you, and then when it finally does deliver, hopefully they deliver, and I think that they will. Based on that's what Marvel does. They keep knocking stuff out of the park constantly. Yeah. Um, no, I'm stoked for all this stuff. I cannot wait for next year. I can't wait for this fall to get Disney Plus. Absolutely. Because I can just, I plan on like binging. I'm going to start back at Iron Man 1 and watch all the way through every Marvel movie and get ready for uh, for May when Black Widow comes out. <laughs> so is that the goal for now? Is that like everything will be on there right out the gate? Supposedly, yeah, all the Marvel movies, all Star Wars movies, all Disney like classic movies. I mean, I I don't know if right off the gate, but that's the plan. Is within like the next like year or so, like it's pretty much going to be like the only spot you can get Disney stuff, basically. What's up, everybody? Today's episode of Super Gamer Boys is brought to you by Podcoin. Do you like listening to the Super Gamer Boys? Of course you do. It's the greatest podcast of all time. Well, the PodCoin app pays you to listen to the podcast and every podcast. It's the podcast player that pays. Just get the PodCoin app on the iPhone or Android. It's free and super easy to use. You can use the PodCoin you earn to claim gift cards or to donate it to charity. It literally is amazing. It turns your podcast listening into charity. Or if you like, just get some Amazon or Starbucks gift cards. I use it all day while I'm working doing pest control around people's houses, and it makes my life so much easier. I use the PodCoin app to do all of my podcast listening now, and I love it. Go get it on the App Store or Android today. Seriously, just go get the PodCoin app and use invite code 
Gamer Boys. That's G-A-M-E-R-B-O-Y-S, Gamer Boys. You'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up if you use my code. There's 300 PodCoin just for signing up if you use the code Gamer Boys. Go give the PodCoin app a try today. Cool. Well, let's get into some new releases here. Uh, we have just a few here real quick that I thought were of note. Moonlighter, uh, some DLC came out called Between Dimensions that came out just on PC. Um, the only reason I put that in there is because I'm going to talk about Moonlighter during what you're playing because I've been playing it and it's real good. Uh, Tetris Effect came out on PC. That was originally a PlayStation exclusive and it was on PSVR. Now it's out on PC. You can play it on your uh, play, uh, computer, your PC VR as well. Uh, Wargroove is out on PS4. EA Access came out on PS4. That's, uh, I think EA Access, if I remember right, that's like it's a monthly subscription. So you pay like 10, 15 bucks a month and you can play any EA games. And the Xbox has had it for a while. But uh, I think they just added it to PS4. So that sounds pretty cool. I mean, not that there's not a lot of EA games I necessarily like. But uh, I don't know. I kind of hope more companies start doing that, like Ubisoft and stuff like that. Like if I can pay like 10, 15 bucks a month and play all their, their entire library, that'd be pretty sweet. Heck yeah. It would be to have access to like an extensive library for a minimal amount of money. Why not? There's a lot of that stuff that's just sitting there. And obviously there's work that goes into turning it into digital stuff, but why not make money on it? It's sitting there. You have all the rights to this stuff. Use it. Use it. Yeah. And no. then we'll use it. Then we'll use it. Um, Fire Emblem Three Houses came out on Switch. Wolfenstein Cyberpilot VR came out on PC VR and PSVR. And then Wolfenstein Youngblood came out on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. And I've heard really bad things about both of those Wolfenstein games. Um, but... I don't know. Some of that could just be like bandwagon type, like people is, you know, dogpiling it. Maybe it's give it a couple of weeks. It might be better than they're saying, but we'll see. All right, JJ, uh, what you been playing? I've been playing stuff. I mean, that's what I'm asking. Have you been? Yeah, have well, you been playing anything? Well, interestingly enough, I have I had a little bit of time over the last couple of weeks to play. Uh, here and there, it's been spotty at best. Um, uh, we've talked about it ad nauseum a hundred times, but so busy. And sometimes the only time you can get in playtime is a 20, 30 minute session. Uh, if you can get a good 30, 45 minutes into playing a game, count yourself as lucky, my friends. Yeah. Um, I I know there's a lot of like single dudes that play video games that are listening to this right now. And they're going, 45 minutes until I warm up. You know, forget cardio. I like just pull up my damn Joy-Con and then you just get it, you know, for like 40, 45 minutes. And it's like, <laughs> right, I'm, I'm worked up and now we can, we can do a campaign or we can get on to the multiplayer right now, yeah. Um, I have been playing, <laughs> I don't know why I went off on that tangent. I I, uh, I have been playing Detroit Become Human. Ah. And I'm absolutely enthralled with this game. It is so amazing. The graphics are so great. I, I shared with you a little bit yeah, already. Yeah, a couple weeks ago about but playing it. I'm telling you, man, I'm I'm genuinely in love with this game. It, it's just beautiful. And I had a really cool night where my my buddy Brent and my wife were there, and we were I was playing the game, and they were watching. And you know, you're making choices and everything else, and you go through one session, 
of whatever that story is. And then like, then you can check your stats and everything. Then I would hand it over to my wife, let her play through a story. And then like Brent would get a a turn. So here, here, Brent. And then, so each one of us, we'd watch the others play and watch the choices that you're making. And my wife is like the most honest person on earth. And I know that I normally am. (laughs) What? I'm I'm pretty honest. I'm like, remember they call me the truth teller? I don't know if you remember that nickname that I, I keep trying remember. to get people to call yeah. me. Okay, okay. Nobody ever calls me that for right, some right, reason. Right, right, right. Yeah, so, uh, so it's just really neat. It's neat to watch her being like the one that will like spare somebody. And I'm like, nah, kill him. <laughs> and like, no, don't. But you know what? It's a lot of fun. And, and it was really fun to get all three of us in there and just kind of going at it on the game and just having a good time with it. So I, I hope that you've tried it, and if you haven't, you suck, and I know you're a fake gamer, but you got to try it. It's such a great game. Well, probably you probably have a couple more days to download it before it's gone because the fr- new free games will be coming out. Usually it's the first Tuesday of the month, so probably next week. So you probably only have about four or five days to download it. So if you have PlayStation Plus, get over there and download it. Um, have you been playing anything else? Or is that pretty much it? No, that's been okay. it. <laughs> well, I, 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 I just ask because I, I want to chime in now because I've been playing Detroit 2 a little bit. I oh, played it when my, when my parents were in town. I popped it in. Um, I, I, didn't, I don't know what their thoughts were. They watched me play it for a while. I didn't really ask them like, what they thought about it, but I, I was playing it, and um, I know like they were super impressed by it like, because you finish the mission, and then it shows – the graph and it's just like uh, like the, this big like branching uh, choice tree <clears throat> but basically with like okay here's the start of the mission here's like at this point there's three different options you could have made and then each of those three options have like four more options and then like uh, sometimes they join back up at the end but then they split off again and like a, a mission you do might have like six or seven different endings to it and you could have gotten there any hundreds of different ways. Like it's insane. It's so cool to see that because you can even you can hit the button on your like I think like triangle or something when you're looking at that screen, and it says you hit triangle once and it says oh this is your friends list. So it'll show like oh fifty percent of your friends did this. Oh twenty five percent of your friends did this. Seventy five percent of your friends did this. And then you hit it one more time and it shows worldwide stats. So everyone in the entire world who's ever played the game, it's like, oh, like 15% of people did this. But, you know, right. and, so this and, is so cool to see, like you can compare your choices with your friends and to the world. It's such a cool, cool aspect. It, it's one of the neatest things ever. And I, I love that aspect of it. You know, uh, I don't have any friends currently. I keep checking. I don't have any friends that have uh, had any percentages. So none of them have played the game. Pro- I, I have, but probably because I'm behind you. Like if, I, if you're ahead of me, that's why you haven't seen mine. So, so I, just, I just need to beat the game before you do. How many, where are you at in the, in the story? I am very early. I think I just, uh, I just did, I just, I think I just cleaned the house. Like a good woman should, No, no, no. Right? Did I, I clean the house, and then after that is the painting scene, right? That happens after, or is that before? I don't remember the painting scene. With the, the guy oh, in the wheelchair. Oh, I think, believe the is painting after? is after the Okay, house. so I did, yes. I did that one. I think that's where I stopped. Very cool. Yeah, it's it's really fun, and it gets, 
it gets a lot better as you get deeper and deeper into the story. So I'm glad yeah. I'm glad you checked it out. Yeah, I'm loving it. Uh, I also played some Apex Legends. Um, if you haven't already, go check out youtube.com slash. Nope, that's not a thing because we don't have enough subscribers. Just search for Super Gamer Boys on YouTube. How about that? Or if you haven't subscribed to us on YouTube, yeah. you can always do that. If you haven't, please go subscribe because if we get enough subscribers, then we can get a cool URL like youtube.com slash supergamerboys, which does not exist yet. So don't try that. Um, but yeah, I put up uh, the Twitch stream I did the other day. So that's another thing. Go subscribe on YouTube. Super Gamer Boys on YouTube. Real easy. You'll see our logo there. Um, and then go to twitch.tv slash the Super Gamer Boys. And follow us there as well. And that way, when I go live in the future, you'll get a little notification. And uh, you can watch live with me and chat and maybe even play the game if you want to. Um, but yeah, Apex this season has been so good. They perfected the battle pass. Like, it's so much fun. There's, like, cool, like, little missions and objectives and a little, uh, you know, uh, missions, essentially, you have to do. You'll get daily missions. You get weekly missions. You get uh, seasonal missions, and it just adds so much. You have, actually you have you have something to work towards, which is awesome. Um, and the third game I've been playing is Moonlighter, and this game is amazing. It's on Switch, um, it's on Xbox, and it's actually on Xbox Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, it's free. Um, I don't know if it's on PS4, but it's on PC as well. This game. Um, is a 2D uh, kind of dungeon crawler, uh, roguelike, um, yeah, adventure game where by day you are a shopkeeper in a town uh, just outside, like your, your town is located just outside these dungeons where adventurers go and stuff. So by day you're a shopkeeper and you were handed down this shop from your, from your grandfather and your family is just a family that's always been a shopkeeper and that's all everyone says you are and you ever will be. You'll never be more than just a shopkeeper. Um, but you really badly want to be a hero. You want to be an adventurer. You want to go to these dungeons. And so, um, by night you go to these dungeons and, you know, you moonlight, you know, huh? See, I see what, see oh, what I they like did what there. You did they, there. They moonlight as an adventurer. And so you go through these dungeons and that's how you, how you actually, you defeat the bosses in the dungeon, you defeat these creatures and you collect items and loot from these treasure chests. And that's what you sell in your store the next day. So it's this cool thing where it's like this day night cycle where like, okay, it's nighttime, go to the dungeon, fight, 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 collect to like fill your backpack full of stuff as much as you can. And then you go back to the store and then during the day, it's like a, 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 a shopping simulator where you have to like set the prices on the items just right. And there's like supply and demand. So if like there's too much on the market, like maybe, okay, maybe you don't sell as much or you like, I don't know, you're adjusting prices for inflation and stuff. And then at night, you're just like hacking and slashing and killing things. That's awesome. So it's like two games in one. That like you're getting like, like this cool like shop simulator. And then at, at night, you're like killing things and powering up your weapons. Did you get that as stuff. part of your Xbox Game Pass? Uh, no, I, I had it on Switch. Um, it came out like last year sometime. Um, and uh, yeah, I just started playing it and it was, it's really good. So I highly recommend that, but it is on Xbox Game Pass if you have that. So go check that out. Alrighty, what do you say we get to this question of the show? I would love that. Okay, this one comes from our buddy Derek Peterson. What's up, Derek? 
he uh, had this. Uh, he was t- well, he's telling me a couple weeks ago that he got the uh, rash. Did he clear up finally? Yeah, Dude, yeah. Well, yeah, that. yeah. He, that he's he's good now. He's better. Oh, good. He's better. Good. But I he do. he was also writing me about uh, something else about video games. That's going to talk about. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Um. So he uh, he had told me a couple weeks ago that he is picking up the Spyro remake that came out uh, last fall because um, it was his favorite game as a kid, and he was so excited to introduce it to his daughter. Um, so this question is kind of stems from that. So he says, been playing the Spyro remake, bringing me way back to my first experiences in gaming. So here's the question. But which is better, Spyro or Banjo-Kazooie? Okay, that's actually a really great question. It's kind of hard to answer. Um, because I know that Banjo and Kazooie is really popular, but I have no knowledge of what that game is like. Okay. I've never You've played, never it, played at all. it. Spyro, however, I have a lot of really fond memories of playing that game. That is a really fun game. Yeah, Spyro. Spyro is a a great game. I'm curious about the remake. Is it is it from the ground floor, totally redone, or is it just updated? No, they they literally it's it's the it's the first three games. Some of what they did with Crash Crash Bandicoot and Crash Team Racing, it's the same exact game. They just uh, completely overhauled the graphics, like from the ground up. Like it looks like it looks like a game that was made last year or like this year, but it's you know all the same levels, all the same characters, and everything that you remember from the original one. Very um, cool. So I I've been looking at picking it up because I I got the Crash Bandicoot. Uh, um, remake a couple years back and I loved that because those are my favorite games growing up and so like jumping back into that and playing that has been a blast and Spyro is another of those another of those that I loved um, but I don't know for me I would have to agree that Spyro is better um, that's only because I I did play Banjo-Kazooie growing up I didn't own an N64 so I didn't play a lot of it I would always have to go to a friend's house to play it um, but I don't know. I just feel like Spyro as a character, to me anyways, was like way cooler. Like he was like way cooler of a dude. Like he was kind of like the rad, like, I don't know. Well, he's a little fat dragon. What's not to like about that? He's not really fat. Uh, he's a little bit on the chunky <laughs> side. Um, but like he like blew fire. He rode skateboards. Like he does all sorts of like cool stuff. Like he's he's a pretty awesome dude. Where like Banjo-Kazooie is just like a giant dumb bear with a little weird little bird in his backpack and it's owned by Microsoft now and I hate Microsoft so <laughs> <laughs> where is so much Microsoft hate tweet right <laughs> that's, now <laughs> that's fine that's fine um, but no that's I would have to go to Spyro because that's what I put the most time in as well and there's just so much to me nostalgia wrapped up in that and dragons are way cooler than bears that's gonna say it yeah I think you're right dragons pretty much are cooler than bears um, but I think the real question here is, should be, which is cooler, Spyro or Crash Bandicoot? What would your answer be then? Would it still be Spyro? I'm going to say Crash. I'm going to say Crash because Crash was the, uh, was the original PlayStation, um, you know, uh, icon figure. <laughs> I don't know what you'd call that. Yeah, it was like mascot, their, their, their mascot. mascot. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I have a hard time to try to put into English. Um, 
Yeah, I, I would say Crash. And if they were to get in a fight, I'm pretty sure Crash has like those big shoulders and stuff like that. Pretty sure he's going to take Spyro out. Fire and everything Have you else. seen Crash Bandicoot before? He doesn't really have that big of shoulders. He has a big head. I feel like very the head arms. goes into the shoulders. Like, dude doesn't even have a neck. He has very so small So it's arms. like he, he actually moves kind of like uh, Sasquatch does in real life. Okay. Because that's how, that's how, yeah, I, I think he's just one of those like the head and neck all move at the same time kind of thing. Okay. Um, I would have to say Crash as well. And that's also just like, uh, even though I put tons and like hundreds and hundreds of hours into Spyro and hundreds and hundreds of hours into Crash, like um, I probably put more time into Crash and just yeah, the cultural revel- uh, relevance of Crash. Like people, I've talked to people who didn't know what Spyro was, which seems crazy because that was he was very much a mascot of the PlayStation as well. Like when they, any PlayStation commercial either had Crash, Spyro, um, or like the Twisted Metal Clown. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, Which is also getting a TV show. Yeah, right. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, Crash is just like he to this day is an icon. I mean, people just went nuts when they announced that that remake a few years ago. And Crash, like they like begged and begged and begged for Crash Team Racing, and they weren't necessarily like begging for Spyro. Like people, people want. Like I'm sure there's fans out there who are like, oh yeah, please do it, but there wasn't like this overwhelming majority of people like banging down, you know, banging on Sony's doors, like make a Spyro. So I, me personally, and even just in the sense of the greater span of everything, I would say Crash, but. You can't help but love Crash and Crash's games still, even now, still stand out as really fun games. Yeah, I uh, so I played, fun. I think it was Uncharted 4. There was a <laughs> moment in there where you actually yeah. get to play Crash because he's playing the PlayStation. So you're, you're playing as Nathan Drake playing the PlayStation playing Crash. Yeah. And it's it's like reminded me of how much fun that character and that game is. Yeah. No, it's uh there's some good games, but so, not, not so to, yeah, so to answer your question, Derek, Crash could kick the crap out yeah. of Spyro, because I'm pretty sure that was your question. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's gonna message me and be like, I didn't say anything that wasn't, about Crash. There was I nothing did. about Crash. Why did you guys do that? I don't get it. I just made your question better, Derek, yeah, okay? Yeah, we took it and we super gamer boyed it. Just made it better. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for listening this week. Um, I'm glad you all came back after our uh, weird episode last week. Um, we were t- kind of talking about it and because uh, I know originally we we're like, we're going to do a comedy podcast, we're going to do a comedy podcast. Um, we've kind of brainstormed a little more and I think and we're not we're not totally committed to the whole comedy podcast thing. Um, we're thinking about kind of piloting different types of shows over the next few months, um, or even like the next year or so. Um, so I know the bonus episode we've been talking about was going to be comedy, but we're still kind of figuring it out. We might do some more pilots and see what people think, get some reviews and, uh, you know, insights from people, comments from people and, uh, kind of go from there. But this is fun. To, it was fun to do something different. It was. It was very fun. And the, yeah, the response has been positive. But if you guys have some ideas on uh, other formats that Garrett and I can try uh, for bonus content or just for maybe standalone uh, uh, podcast, shoot it in. We'll uh, we'll run it through the old computer and see what happens. Yeah. We'll basically Google it. Yeah. Um, if you haven't already, go check us out at patreon.com slash supergamerboys. You can go over there, support us for just a buck or more whatever you want um we have different tiers for different rewards but uh then we also uh 
you know, yeah, you also have the freedom to give whatever you're able to give. And every dollar helps us get cool equipment uh, like our um, Elgato um, uh, stream capture card, video capture card that I used to stream the other day. So without that, uh, without you supporters, we would not have been able to get that. And what do you mean without JJ? Yeah, that one time I streamed yeah, without you. Just yeah, the one without time. Me, I've only streamed they, once without you. said you. without several times. Yeah. I just want you to... <laughs> um, rate and review us, please. Go over to iTunes uh, and hit us up there. That will help us pop up in the charts. Uh, people from around the world will find us and listen to us. Um, you can find us at supergamerboys.com, Twitter and Instagram at supergamerboys, facebook.com slash supergamerboys. We're on Twitter at gmorelang. At JJ Purdom. Um, just want to say thank you so much to Star Andrews for our logo. Again, check her out on Instagram at Ground Floor Graphics, facebook.com slash Ground Floor Graphics. Um, and one last thing, again, like if you missed it at the beginning of the show for some reason, we are joining the HP uh, Gaming Podcast Network. So you might start hearing some different things at the beginning and end of the podcast and maybe even in the middle. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just want to let you know, like, hey, that's what's going on. There's nothing wrong with your podcast app. Like, Not. things are just changing. We're we're ex- we're, we're growing. We're and growing. We, we're, we've joined our caboose, uh, or butt, whatever you want to call it, uh, to a really cool network, and it's going to help us uh, get out there and infest, infect, infest. Uh, well, because we're bug guys, so yeah, it right, probably right, right. fits a little better. Yeah. We're going to help get us into into more ear holes because yeah. remember we talked about it. Most people have to. I might have to get into both of them. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be able to cross promote through this network, and then so support the other some, support the other podcasts. Yeah, like when that you are on our those, network. When you hear those ads, go check them out because there's there's some good stuff out there. Uh, Definitely, Garrett. We survived another one. We did, we did it. it. Even though you had bad allergies and I'm exhausted, but we did it. Oh, I'm so Benadryl up. You have no idea. So if I said anything, anything at all that can be construed as racist, homophobic. Generally, just really poor taste. It's the Benadryl. So it's the Benadryl's fault. I ask you to write to Benadryl.com. <laughs> Send your hate stuff to Twitter.com at, slash at Benadryl. At Benadryl. At Twitter. They're going to be like, what the heck? <laughs> I hope that there's like one guy who's like- uh, Who going, works at Benadryl and listens to our podcast. His name is Carl. And he's like, oh, Carl crap. Benadryl. Why did you do that? You just sent all the, all the, the hate <laughs> stuff into Benadryl. Now I got to answer all those damn tweets. <laughs> uh, I sure hope so. I hope he listens to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Carl. All righty. Well, thank you guys. Uh, we love you so much. And we will catch you all- Next time we on the podcast. flop. I we weren't doing that anymore. Oh, we'll never stop. by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. 
To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.